My name is Kerry, and you're listening to From the Hip. It's time for me to record something again. And there are several subjects that I know that I want to cover. I need to try to break them down into individual episodes, but I also need to muster the inspiration to, and not only inspiration, but the just the, the capacity to cover all of them entirely within uh, one sitting. And so I'm, I've been having some trouble doing that, even though, you know, I come up with these rather important things that they, they kind of stir up and, and build up over time. And I might be extremely ready to record an episode while I'm in the middle of some other task that puts me two hours away from doing the recording. And so instead, I'm going to sit down here right now and try to give an update on the topic that, that came into mind which is the past few months of my sort of accidental retreat from the news. I know very little about what's going on in the world, and just as I suspected, just as I've written elsewhere and probably stated in this podcast, is that it's largely irrelevant. And, you know, if you, if you do what I did, you'll have this opportunity to find that out. This process began pretty organically. I don't think I really made any plans. I just had a general desire to withdraw from these sorts of things. But it happened mostly as a response to the fact that I, I went into another tunnel of information. As I've discussed here on the podcast, there's a really interesting thing going on around the company known as GameStop and their stock on the public stock exchanges of the world. And so in late February, I began getting further and further into that, uh, that field of information on Reddit. And it was, it's been very interesting, strange, bizarre, wild, all of this time and that is kind of a subject for another episode in fact I tried to record one episode about that and I just couldn't put it put it all together but the point is that it's been such a compelling unfolding developing story that it really had the opportunity to take up a bunch of my free time that I might have otherwise spent not only reading books, but reading other uh, sorts of news. Uh, not that I was particularly into the news in the first place, and, and, I, and I have explained in, in recent episodes just why that is, why I don't find a lot of, of value there. Not only, you know, I, I think it's very, maybe sounds very easy, of me to you know I'm over possibly overly dismissive if you don't if you don't come from the perspective that I have developed which is which is multiple perspectives really uh, but one of them being an esoteric perspective that is able to grasp that there's there's more 
that that what we see on TV, etc., is an exoteric um, presentation. It is it is the scenery. It's Potemkin villages, etc. And so, you know, from that perspective, I can I can see that there's just there's something else going on. Uh, usually, it's it's very plain. And and from another perspective, which is just familiarity with propaganda, I, you know, I feel like I've I've ascended through the the levels of of karate belts with becoming familiar with propaganda and understanding its different um, missions, not just its mechanisms, but its missions. And and so it's very easy for me to just say, go ahead and turn turn all of that off, because if someone is putting a message in front of you and you don't have a good reason to trust that person, you know, you don't know them individually. Um, it, there, there's a whole list of things. If you don't know why you should actually take them seriously, you, you know, one of the things to ask is, why is this message being put in front of me? Why is any, uh, why, you know, look at, look at line by line every sentence. Could, how, you know, why is this crafted the way that it is? Especially when you're watching a, a uh, quote-unquote news anchor on a on a national hookup, you know that that person might have some role in in drafting the lines that they're speaking. But why? Why are they saying what they're saying? Why are the stories that are chosen chosen? And you think about that because there are for every story that you hear on the news, there are a hundred or a thousand stories that you're not hearing. Someone chose what's being delivered to you. You start to develop that, that that perspective of useful skepticism. I think you start to realize how easy it is or how necessary it is just to turn the TV off because the you you can't like well if if you examine everything the way I just kind of laid out very simply, then you're examining everything. And then you might just realize, wow, there's too much for me to examine. And what if everything does need examining and everything is the message that someone's choosing to put in front of me? And, and, and if someone wants to put a message in front of me, what's that mean? You know, what could they be motivated by to do this? Again, it's, it's, it's about you know, the alternatives, the choices that we have. Just the the fact that something is and, and that it has something to do with someone's choice should um, raise in us the question from time to time at least, well, what could have been? What could they have been? And if they chose this, then why aren't they choosing the other, etc.? When you see that graphic of how almost all the news and so on and so forth is owned by six companies, the, the point is not, oh my goodness, that it's only six narratives, possibly. <laughs> it's more like, oh my goodness, 
you know, why, why are they so concerned with owning all the news? <laughs> and what do they stand to gain? You know, it's, it's not just ad revenues. I, so, or at least please don't suppose it is. And so here we are. That's the point. That's not, um, you know, what I wanted to be the gist of this, this uh, podcast episode. But the, the, and so what I wanted to talk about was how it actually went, which is that I woke up, you know, figuratively speaking, one day in July and went, oh, wow, you know, I just kind of by chance found out that this building fell down in Miami and people care about that. And I thought, this is amazing. This happened something like 10 days ago, and I'm just now hearing about it. And and that was a, a really interesting moment of, of self-observance um, where I thought, I once again gain nothing uh, by by knowing up to the minute that this building fell down. Of course, I you know would prefer that buildings stayed standing, that nobody had died. I, it's kind of you know it, it's terrible anytime something like that happens and people have to wait for days to find out that their loved one is under the rubble or something like that and so it's it's terrible and yet that sort of thing some some story that would capture my attention and capture my an emotional response from me possibly was going to happen roughly every day somewhere in the world. And what one of the things that I think that we should be pushing back against as individuals is the idea that we need to be consumed with such things. I think that we we're not have we've never I've probably ever had such a conversation, but so here I am maybe originating it. You don't need to be consumed with what's happening in Miami if you live in the middle of Missouri and you're not in the construction business, etc. You, you see what I'm saying? There's There are limitations on, on your ability to, to um, exist. You, you know, there are energetic and time limitations that you have, you can only give so much of that to just total irrelevance. And, and so not having a, a much of a care about this building, which I mean, and I'm just leaving it at face value that, that it's just a building that fell down. There, there is quite likely more to it than that, unfortunately, but but even so, you know, caring is just not the best place for me to, to, to be. I, I don't want to get excited about that.
I think it's really important for everyone to maybe understand that, you know, what was at stake in a story like that. People should not have been in a situation where the building they were living in might collapse. That's, that's, that's no good. And so, you know, to anyone who is in a, a building that's in a state of disrepair, I, you know, please, please seek help. You know, people, people help you will, you know, they, they will help. I, I saw a recent example of someone in those circumstances and, and, and strangers on the internet reached out and, and with, with different sorts of help. That being said, that's about it. That is about the end of my concern for such an issue. So imagine, though, for two or three months, I guess, let's say April, May, June. So I went about three months, much by accident, without knowing any sort of news or or. or, or Knowing almost no news, I would say that normally I'm, I have about 50% of all news kind of filtered out just by my not paying much care. And then I would say I probably went 95% filter by not exposing myself to uh, sources of news. And, and so most of the other 5% was news about financial markets, which was, which was heavily tied to GameStop. And, and this hasn't been a drastic change in my life. I still spilled up, filled up quite a bit of my time reading interesting research that isn't immediately part of my my life you know it's not research about agriculture it's research about financial regulation financial um tomfoolery etc the financial system at large it's really interesting and, and, and i do think have things at stake but filled up a lot of time with that and on the flip side though the the, the gist of this episode is about waking up and going wow i've i've not had any of that garbage that normally fills our minds and our time and and is an emotionally draining experience for many many of us i haven't had that in my life and i didn't need it which is exactly what i suspected and i don't need it and and there's a, a where do we go from there? Well, if you realize that you don't really, if you don't really need the national news, because you don't, then it starts to open up questions. That you you have the opportunity if you if you examine that you go wow I didn't need to know about that thing that happened there or this that happened there or wait, you know that thing that they're reporting on that they say is so terrible, it's uh, one of 1,000. 
things, instances of that. And if the, if the circumstances were slightly different, you know, if the next 999 circumstances just don't involve the types of people that are involved in this one that they say is so bad, we wouldn't care about the other 999. Okay, so then I'm being shown something for a purpose. Okay, once you've checked out of all of that, you have time. Once you start checking out, you have the time and you have the wherewithal to ask all those questions. You cannot really remain immersed in all of the noise and, and have the wherewithal to ask enough questions. So you have the time to ask the questions and you realize you don't need it. You don't need so much of this. You know so much of it is irrelevant. It's not that it's not that laws passed by Congress don't affect you. I'm not trying to say that. What I am trying to say is that 90% of all of what you hear is just rhetoric or straight propaganda or 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 a higher percentage than that. The law itself still might matter, but you know, you're being coached into accepting it. That's that's the the 90 odd percent of the noise. Okay. Then what really does matter? Because even even laws passed by by the the federal government come fairly slowly and most of them are sort of ethereal they they have slow effects or at least they have had and they don't um, make significant material changes to our lives from day one or month one etc and they morph into into being the landscape over a slow time and I'm not saying that that's good. I'm not saying that that makes them irrelevant. That's definitely not the case. What I am saying, though, is that that's really significant that these things come slowly and they change our lives without us noticing. Okay, and, and part of the reason that we can't notice, that we don't notice how detrimental some such things are is because we're still immersed in the stream of, of energy sapping and, and propagandist crap that's coming through TV and, and print. Okay? You see what I'm saying? You, what are you occupied by? That you can't see the long-term economic effects of policies that are put in place today that sound good to you and 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 your and your empathetic compassionate side speaking to a lot of you but whose backside hidden side you don't know anything about because you haven't asked the questions how likely is that happening? It's 100% happening. 
we've we've set up over the course of the last year and a half alone a number of actions that will that will have terrible consequences for generations to come. I don't know what sort of game these people think they're playing. I don't. I, I'm, I haven't figured out exactly what they're playing at, but I promise you, it's not going to work very well. And working very well may be a a subjective, uh, <laughs> you know, qualification. They they might think it's great, but I don't. And, and I'm sure it will hurt a great many people. Okay, and, and, and what is the difference between myself and, and a number of people who don't share that same view? One is that, yeah, I went, I went to the lengths to study such things years over, over prior years. I you know, studied economics at least to a great degree that I could be confident and, and say such things. I've, I've studied a small amount of politics that really puts a thorn in the side of contemporary politics and have also retreated. I have found the space and time over the course of the last four years, roughly, I made space and time to retreat from the mainstream narratives that capture us and keep us from seeing bigger pictures. Because even though 2021 self agrees um, with, with 2017's economics, 2017's perspective on, on all of the, the philosophical and, and um, motivational aspects of today's political socioeconomic landscape you know they they don't agree and so and so that old economic at perspective of mine was not enough to account for what i know now and a big part of it has been time to reflect to step out of the stream and observe ask questions about what is not there and so rather than drive this episode into the ground I think I'm going to cut it off right there. That's that's the that's the juice of the squeeze of removing yourself from this constant immersion in what is mostly just propaganda. And it works as well. I mean, I, I haven't consumed a lot of podcasts. I haven't consumed um, anything really but music. And, and so it's given me a different state. I've been in a different mental state. I, you might even call it boredom. You know, something, it's, it's something quiet because I'm no longer pondering all of the information that's coming in. You know, I, I already know all the things that I should be worried about, that I should be thinking about how to, to prepare and maneuver through the future. I already know all that stuff. And rather than having more of it entering my mind and and rehashing it, I've achieved some quiet by just stepping back, even if it's been accidentally. I've I've stepped back, stepped out of the stream. And uh, I don't know, I'll let you you continue with that metaphor. Stepped out of the stream, dried off. What came next? What comes next for you? I thank you for your time and your attention, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. 
here we go. 